This is Deserter, the podcast that says no to engineering works at the weekend. And no to international football breaks. No to pubs that don't open until four. No to closing time. No to Mondays. No to work. Right. Is there anything else that we say no to? Uh, no. Okay. Welcome to this, officially the first podcast episode of Spring. Woohoo! Well done, everybody. We made it. Yep, here we are in the season of rebirth and renewal. A time to celebrate the rekindling of life with a skip in your step and a tune on your lips. In this episode, death. Oh. Grief. (laughs) And coping with loss. Oh, Jesus. I know. Who decides this shit? Well, we can't blame Heather anymore. No. More of that anon. But first, what the hell have I been up to? (laughs) Well, you uh, introduced... The Sleaford Mods film at the Camberway, Camberwell Free Film Festival. So I did. Thank God you're here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, we've made a couple of public appearances lately, haven't we? Yes, we have. And every time we make one, I think how much I enjoy sitting at home alone in my pants <laughs> working at the computer. It's understandable, but uh, I mean, both of those appearances were at pubs, to be fair. True. They had their good points. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, Sleeve of Mods one, where we introduced their documentary, Bunch of Kunst. Yes. Yeah. They say it. Um, at the Joiner's Arms for the Camberwell Free Film Festival. Yes. Um, and we had free beer. Yes, from Pressure Drop. They dropped us some free beer. Delicious. Thank you to Pressure Drop. Um, I think it went well. I mean, the film was great. Um and uh, we were sort of ruminating on why we might have been chosen to introduce it, weren't we? Uh, yes, yes, because, I mean, they're a very angry presence, aren't they? they yeah. Um, but, uh, they're furious. They're furious, yeah. We're, we're less furious. We're less furious. But we do share their uh, views about drudgery and um, having a good time. That's right, yeah. They they they, um, they, they don't like the dead-end job, and, uh, no. and yeah, we, I think we share that. Also, we share... Well, I can only describe it as, uh, well, stage presence. Commanding. Commanding. An aura. Yes. Either aura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's probably why they chose us. Probably. Uh, two, two very important, majestic double acts. Mm, yeah, indeed. Live. Uh, well, the, the other uh, appearance that was at uh, the Book Jam at Brixton, wasn't it? Uh, uh, what about my t- uh, uh, Tony story? Nearly, oh, nearly uh, the, one you, the one you forgot to say. Yeah. The, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Live, yeah. I th- what I forgot to say at the joiner's arms was, and nearly forgot forgot then, um, was how I got in into the Sleaford Mods. It was through my friend Tony. Um, I was at a dinner party. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was, I was, guys, guys, I was at a dinner party. I was at a dinner party, yeah, and um, Tony uh, leant over and whispered in my ear, "Fuck this shit," he said. <laughs> it was his dinner party, to be fair. Um, you've got to come and listen to these guys. And we went into his room, and um, he played me a few uh, videos of theirs. I was a, a fan instantly. And uh, that has become one of the reasons I love the Sleeved Mods. Mm. They interrupt dinner parties. Very good, yeah. Right, now you can go on to Book Jam. Okay, Book Jam, <laughs> yeah. Um that was the other thing we did. That was the other thing we did, yeah. Uh, where our stage presence was also mentioned uh, yeah. by someone saying, "We got to work. You got to work on your famous stage presence." What fucker <laughs> said that? <laughs> what? Just because one of us was sitting down while the other one was talking? Yeah. What are we yeah. supposed to do? A little dance? We're not performing chimps. Yes. Yes. We are performing chimps. <laughs> oh, Realised I'd signed up for that. That was probably in our agent's contract that we didn't read. Yeah. That time we went to. The, That's why the, Heather's left the country. <laughs> Uh, more of that and all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, a, it was a good night and a great crowd. I mean, uh, very patient. They sat through not only us, but about 12 other uh, writers reading. People reading. People reading, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could just read it themselves. I mean... Yeah, it'd be um, faster. Yeah, um, but also they had a green room. That was Indeed. a surprise. It was. I wouldn't have bought those all those pints beforehand if I'd known we'd have a blooming dressing room filled to the brim with booze. I, know. I mean, the fridge had loads of wine in it. Yeah, and beer and water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, yeah, they had a green room. It's, it's, that's, a, that's such a luxury. And uh, uh, and there we met. Um, there was uh, the, the uh, singer. It's deadly cold. <laughs> I don't know. Producer's okay. left. He's left. Right. Okay. Left the country. Should we, should we do loads of swearing now? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck shit bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> First Heather, then Deadly. Oh, he's back. Shh. <laughs> Keep going. There he is. What's he doing out there? <laughs> 
Um, at the door. <laughs> More beer. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yes, in the green room, we met that lovely singer. Um, so we did, yeah. Who uh, had a tattoo? She did, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what was the tattoo of? Well, the tattoo said "Dirty South." I can't believe. I honestly cannot believe. I know we've got fans now. <laughs> yeah, or from around the world, we've mm. seen that from the stats. But that someone would go to the lengths of getting your name tattooed. On their body. Yes, I know, on her arm. And she was, she was very insistent on showing us. And, and, yeah, I uh, bet and, she was. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and I was, was that, for, was that for, for me? And uh, she, was, she said, no, actually, oh. no. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Jimmy. That's Jimmy <laughs> right up. <laughs> uh, you will send me the photos, though, won't you? You're not getting hold of those, you dirty old bugger. No, that's not, <laughs> if that's what you mean. No, no. Well, you know what else we've been up to, don't you? Yeah. Is it the writing? We've been writing that bloody book. Yeah. The bloody book that you are forcing us to write. We've been spending days and days indoors. It's the worst thing that's happened to me since the bottom fell out of the cryptocurrency market. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is still going. Is it? My £150 worth about 60 quid now. Jesus. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, it's ruined my daily routine. My, my, my routine at the moment is um, spend all morning at the computer, stop for a frozen meal, spend all afternoon at the computer, then open a bottle of wine and sit with the laptop with the game on. Did you bring your violin, uh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it's, it's much the same as my non-writing routine. Um, yeah, I haven't been out of the house for four days. It's no, it's no wonder I'm slightly batty. Yeah, no wonder. No, I mean, I've missed football games, yeah. booze-ups. Yeah. Possibly bunk ups. Oh. Unlikely, really. <laughs> uh, Barry Road barbers. I've been meaning to go for weeks. Just uh, you know, there isn't time. There's too much to do. Yeah. And also, we, we we found quite a lot of mistakes in each other's work. I'm, you know, that I, yeah. it surprises me because um, I know you're, you're you're very anal about colons. Um, I'm more of a hyphen man. <laughs> you you I, are. I a do hyphen love man. a hyphen. I like yeah. hyphenating words that shouldn't be hyphenated. I know that. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I basically do put them all in, and then you have to take them all out again. Yeah. I find the arrangement works very well. <laughs> um, also, book related. Our next podcast, I hope, will be in a pub. We should have the equipment by then. I'd have thought, um, and we will hopefully Doubt be it. joined by some of our. Uh, Lovely pledges, uh, Ralph, mm. Kate, Akane, and Con. Oh, uh, are, are they all, they're all sitting in on the podcast. Going to be sitting in on the podcast, yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Is Con is that Con from Blythe Hill Tavern? Well, I, I assume so. Um, <sighs> Maybe we should do it at the Blythe Hill Tavern. Maybe, although it'd be a bit of a busman's day out for him, won't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Also, you went on a uh, bus crawl. Can you call it a bus crawl the other day? Yes, I think you could. Yes, we went on a a pub crawl on a bus. Mm. So, you know, we had a chauffeur. Yeah, that's uh, nice. And we um, stopped at pubs that had bus stops named after them. Oh, yeah, that was good, yeah. Plus the London Beer Dispensary to kick off our campaign to get the bus stop named after them. It's currently Crofton Park Station bus stop. Yes. We want to replace that with the London Beer Dispensary. Um, mm, why not? You... And also change the uh, station to the London Beer Dispensary. You certainly get a lot more visitors. Yes. Um, I mean, Crofton Park is a made-up name anyway, wasn't it? I mean, exactly. Uh, they couldn't yeah. call it Broccoli because they'd already accidentally built one called Broccoli. Yeah. Not in Broccoli. Um, uh, yeah. what, what, what were these stops out of interest? Uh, well, we started at the Elephant and Castle, which, of course, the whole area is named after a pub there. Yes. Um, uh, this was me and uh, AWOL Yank. Um, uh, but it was a snowy night, so there were a lot of dropouts. There's supposed to have been a few of us, but... Um, oh, yeah, I think I was supposed to have come along. Yes. I was too ill. Yes, you had your 14th cold of the season. Widowmaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, myself and Megan uh, ploughed on, and we were determined to do so. Uh, it, I think the, the dropouts made us Even more, more determined. Yes, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, very stoic. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So we went from there to uh, well, the next one was the Marquis, Marquis of Granby. Marquis of Granby, New Cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. she's she's very amused by our pronunciation of Marquis. Oh, not being Marquis or anything like oh, that. Um, right. 
um, which was great, great in the in the old school way. Yeah, London Beer Dispensary, of course. Broccoli uh, Jack, Broccoli Jack, which was pretty grim, um, and uh, Shandos, which yeah. was great. Shandos. <laughs> Uh, yes, a nice, nice idea. I thought bus stops that are named after pubs. Yes, um, that was a well. Could you have started idea. at the uh, old Vic because it does have licensed premises and it, it is a bus stop? Yes, I think you could. I think please you, do it again. You probably well. I, I think people could improve on our our uh, yes our tour. Spit and sawdust was mentioned by a, a, a dear reader that we we by the Bricklayers Arms. Yeah, uh, it hasn't got a stop named after it, but it, it is doesn't. at Bricklayers Arms, which doesn't have a pub any longer. Yeah. So you could I think that that's a, that was a fair point. So yeah, you could do it better than us. Um, what else did we do? We also had a day out for Cheltenham, didn't we? A tradition where we um, go and watch a day's uh, racing from mm. Cheltenham Festival. We often go out of town, but this time, due to having to write the fucking book, we uh, stayed, decided to stay in London, and we went to Nunhead. Mm. Um, the reason we picked Nunhead is because it's got a couple of good Irish pubs with a Cheltenham race showing heritage, the Man of Kent and the Pyrotechnist's Arms. But we started in the Old Nun's Head. Yeah, so we could get a lovely pint. Yeah, I mean they, they, they don't really they don't really main on ale, do they? These uh, the other pubs I mentioned. They don't. No, uh, no, they don't. Um, Whereas mean, the, the Old Nun's Head was lovely, wasn't it? I really gorgeous. liked it there. Yeah. The, uh, there was a really nice barmaid who knew her stuff, recommended yes. stuff that she she was great. She liked, and she put the racing on for us. So. Yeah, so we watched the first race there. Yeah. Then we went over. first winner. Yeah, well, you had seven winners on the day, didn't you? I had five winners in seven races. It's unheard <laughs> of. I've you know still I, haven't got lunch out. Normally, <laughs> normally you know I'm. I'm happy with one, you know. Mm, mm. But five winners and a third. Over to the Man of Kent we went. Um, it was a little bit lacklustre uh, compared to years gone by. Um, I don't know if that's because of Innie and Sandra there are selling up but and they're in a sort of state of limbo maybe. Mm. But the big screen wasn't down. It Couldn't was any food on the bar. something, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a lot of excitement about the racing no. or anything. But it was a Tuesday, you know. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was the first day of the festival. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be different. Um, it might have been, been different on Gold Cup Day, day perhaps. Yeah. But then we went over to the Pyro where um, there was a great oh, clutch of re- regulars who... Oh, uh, the Pyro was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah. counterintuitively made us feel tremendously welcome. They were really happy to see us, weren't they? Happy, uh, curious, they, very yeah. huggy, some of them. Yeah. Uh, you got stuck with Joke Man. Yeah, joke after joke. Yeah, yeah. just one more. Just, just one, one more. more. Yeah. Just one more. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, you had another three winners there. And then we... <laughs> Then we uh, we decided to head up to Skiens, remembered Skiens, another Irish bar up mm. the hill. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't really going, was it? Uh, what time was this? About four o'clock or something, <laughs> roughly, on a Tuesday afternoon. They did put the racing on for they us. They put it on for us, but there was nobody else in there watching it. And you no. do want you do want that, don't you? They let, let let us eat the pork pie we've been carrying around with us for emergency purposes. Yes. Um, so uh, we cut our losses there, and then we went to the Blythe Hill Tavern. Of course. Where... The home of racing. Where it was happening, and uh, it was fun, and uh, there was a big crowd in. And I think possibly the moral is, if you do go out for the racing, always end up in the Blythe Hill Tavern. Yeah, I think that's a moral. If you leave the house... Yes, you know. <laughs> it's a general rule of life, Go to it? the Blythe, yeah. Um, I did give Terry our uh, World Cup winner... Uh, oh yes, uh, it trophy. Is, that's right, because the Blythe Tavern is the winner of Deserter World Cup of Pub 2018, as voted for by you. you. Yeah, best pub in the world. Um, I think Terry was a little underwhelmed by the um, <laughs> the uh, trophy because it was a sticker, which was really it's a, picture a picture of a trophy. Of a trophy. Yeah, he <laughs> uh, <laughs> did get two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, on what we've been up to, we uh, attended the Dulwich Hamlet FC rally yeah. in March, didn't we? Uh, yes, with lots of other weeks, people. Yeah. It was very well attended. Uh, yeah, I mean, by, by all counts, there was about 1,200 people there. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, it sort of seemed to fill up a large portion of Goose Green, and when they were marching, I'm sure they were at the ground before everyone had left the, the green. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was a, a good day out. Um, it was a bit like going to... Uh, the football, really, wasn't it? A bit like having a match because all the pubs were full, full of pink and blue afterwards. And yeah. uh, we dropped in for one at the EDT and 
found a bunch of people up at the castle, didn't we? Which was good fun. Yeah, that was great for me. I'd not been to the castle. Um, I know there's a there's a piece on on our site about the castle that Steve Overbury wrote. Yes. So uh, I was delighted to. Uh, Visit the legend. Yes, yeah. It's a very uh, polite rally as well. Did did you uh, were you there when the um, the ambulance came through and everybody just yes very politely parted ways yeah. and um, waved them past. You know, some good banners as well. I mean, it was a freezing day. One of my favourite banners was "Angry enough to risk pneumonia." <laughs> <laughs> um, a good day out. Well, let's hope the uh, the standoff between the um, landowners and the council is resolved. ASAP. Indeed, I hope so. Currently, Dulwich Hamlet are locked out of their own ground and having to play in Tooting. Yeah. Uh, the owners... Meadow- I have a message for, for Meadows, uh, oh, yeah. if I may paraphrase uh, Dr Hook. No. When you think you've fucked off all you can, why don't you fuck off a little <laughs> bit more? <laughs> On to our main topic, death. Oh, yeah. We will be looking at what happens when you die... Mm-hmm. The top five regrets of the dying. Dealing with bereavement. Finger food. <laughs> and yes, funerals. Um, <laughs> to end on a high. Um, you were going to start off, weren't you, what happens when you die? Because you had a Catholic upbringing, so I imagine you've got the inside uh, gen on this. <laughs> what, what happens when you die? Well, yes, I do. You're quite right. Um, what happens is, um, well, you shit yourself. Oh, God. Is that it? Is that it? Is that all we've got to look forward to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you have one final giant purge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately, you know, you're not really there to enjoy it. Um, but uh, on the other hand, you're not there to clean it up either. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my view, uh, what I've noticed when people die is, first of all, people are sad mm. or indifferent if they didn't like you that much. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that seems to happen these days is that people read out your text messages <laughs> to one another. <laughs> to- Once you've gone, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll look back at their histories and read out your text messages. So really... You do need to buck your ideas up. <laughs> so start really thinking about your WhatsApps because uh, they will c- literally come back to haunt you. Um, you don't, don't want you don't want your final text to be something like, uh, "Did you eat my cheese?" or, <laughs> or uh, "What's for dinner?" You don't want yeah, that. You don't know. No. I've never really thought of them as a legacy, but yes, um, they are. They, they are. They're possibly your only legacy in some cases. Hmm. So uh, yeah, think on. Yeah. Um, next up was the top five regrets of the dying. Um, this is something we noted uh, a few years back, actually. A, a, a palliative care nurse, Bronnie Ware, wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And she's spent time caring for and talking to people with three months or so to live. Mm. So here's our analysis of those top five regrets. The top five regrets, as written by Bronnie Ware... I'm not going to do them in reverse order. It seems somehow inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Number one is, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Quite. I think the lesson of this regret is quite clear, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Do more of the things that make you happy. Exactly. Yeah, do the the things that call you, the things you believe in, uh, the things that you find fun. Even if these things conflict with what your parents or teachers or bosses have in mind for you yeah you you don't want to learn this on your deathbed do you no no i mean it does remind me of my father who um even when i was aged 30 sidled up to me and said uh you you know it's not too late to get into banking (laughs) (laughs) i said father i am your son and yet you know me not (laughs) (laughs) to be tied to the yoke of the nine to five would crush my soul and bury my dreams also could you lend me a tenner (laughs) (laughs) well funnily enough my my dad or he was in the the navy when he was a young man and he Hmm. pressed my brother my older brother to uh join the forces uh he never asked me though no I think somehow he thought... He knew. He, he knew, knew, yes. The defence of the country should not rest on my shoulders no, right no. now. No, no, and we can all give thanks for that, I think. Um, 
Regret number two of the dying is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Oh, for God's sake. Look, uh, there's no point beating about the bush with this one. We fucking told you. We fucking told you. We told you over and over again. (laughs) What is wrong with you people? Yeah, if you can't quit your job, do less of it. Reduce your days, then reduce your hours until there are no more hours left to reduce. Then sit in the garden with a bag of cherries and a book. Maybe our book. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if you, if you work less, you'll gradually remember who you are and what you liked doing in the old days before you became a unique taxpayer code. Yeah, nobody's going to think, I wish I'd put more hours in to work, are they, on the deathbed? No, no. Look after the ring binders. Yeah. It's exactly. not going to happen, is it? It's not, no. Um Number three, is it? I'm losing, I'm losing the... Mm, uh, yeah. Number three. Number three. Yeah. number three is, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Right. I, I mean, I, personally, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah. If everyone started expressing their feelings. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot to be said for cowardice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, I suppose, suppressed feelings don't disappear, do they? They simply manifest themselves in other ways, like mm. anger, depression, or boils. Twitches. Mm. <laughs> mm. Every time you bite your tongue to keep the peace, a little bit of who you are dies, along with your tongue. <laughs> uh, I suppose this regret is about having the courage to express your true feelings. As, um, as Shakespeare had Caesar say, cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. To be fair, Julius Caesar was savagely murdered by his colleagues for expressing his true feelings. So I'm not. <laughs> it's not quite a great sure for speaking your mind. Is it? No, it's not. No. Um, pushing on, number four uh, is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Mm. Yeah, uh, although, you know... You, they don't. Yeah, if they haven't, you know... It's telling, isn't it? It's telling, it's yeah, telling. think about that on your deathbed. Uh, the average person... <laughs> the, the average person interacts with 80,000 people in their lifetime. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? Unless you're an air hostess... <laughs> unless you're an air hostess when it's closer to 20 million. <laughs> And explains why she didn't go out with you on that date. She's, probably, busy, yeah. She's a bit yeah. dead behind the eyes, wasn't she? Um, <laughs> of these, we will, on average, call 150 of them friends. More like three. Really. <laughs> well, you do shed you shed them during your life, I think, don't you? I think when we head off to university, perhaps, or move town or get a new job, we do tend to shed, shed yeah. the friends, especially the racist ones <laughs> or the ones that start fires. Uh, others, we just drift apart from, I think. Then we... Um, I mean... Is it our fault that they've moved away? They've bought a house in Arslington on the way. Yeah, I mean, unless you've moved to like Bloomsbury, I'm not. I'm not coming. No, it's too. I mean, are we ser- <laughs> are we seriously expected to jump on a train just to admire their new stair carpet? I'm not going to Bloomsbury. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could be down the pub making new friends, shouldn't we? I mean, I just it's not working. This regret, is it? Reg- get it. Get rid of no, it. No, get, rid, get of rid, of it. rid of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Top four you're regrets. Top not four only regrets. are you dying, but you're wrong. <laughs> Number five, number five. I wish that I had let myself be happier. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do you let yourself be happy? Yeah, I do. I do let myself be happy. Yeah, yeah it's a funny regret. You've got to really, be kind it? yourself, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, all our lives we're taught to be proper and better, disciplined, correct, but no one ever tells us simply be happy. It should be a song. GCSE um, subject, I yeah. feel. Yeah, after after lunch on a Friday, double happy. Yeah, double happy. Yeah, I mean, probably Friday is a good time for it. But imagine how you'd skip to school if you if, if the first thing was double happy. Yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting that this regret suggests there's an element of volition in happiness, don't you? Can you choose to be happy? Excuse me, I'm. It's I'm worth just a try. Getting, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> he's just, he's just fixing himself. I'm up. just fixing myself a drink. Making himself very happy. Making, yeah. yeah, Not 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 too happy. You, you did. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> can you choose to be happy? I don't know. It's got to be worth a try. Our, our default position at dessert is to look for the positives. And uh, if they do not present themselves naturally, lower your thresholds. <laughs> um, what are the positives, you may ask? Well, after intensive research, um, we've narrowed them down to six basic areas, which we call love sex, 
booze drugs, sport games, nature wow, fun laughs, and art. Uh, if you can't find something in that lot... You, you are dead. You probably are dead, yeah. Um, you should be able to improve your moment. Just pick one of those. And if you can't, we don't want to be sitting next to you at dinner. On to dealing with bereavement. Yes. Yeah, It's a. this is really is a tough one, isn't it? Um, uh, but th- there are some standards, you know, uh, that you can go to, I think. Um, yeah, I know time is, is, is a healer, as they say, but, uh, you know, you, take a shortcut and just have a fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, drink does help, definitely. I, mm. I, I, I'd consider taking up smoking. Yes. So it's do with your hands. That's gets nice, you out isn't it? Talking or to sex, people. talking about things to do with your hands. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we're on air. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, sex, binge eating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the psychologists and counsellors acknowledge there are several stages of grief uh, mm. variously when i looked it up and there's variously five seven or nine nine <laughs> stages of grief oh, it was God. nine stages of grief <sighs> i think i just whittle it whittle it down to three what Drink, if we, what if we get sex. out of the eu will there be less you probably probably yeah i mean that's one argument for it um another thing is um I mean, people say don't speak ill of the dead. I, I don't know mm. how helpful that is. I mean, if they're, if your mate is a twat, I think you have to remember that. It makes it very much easier to let them go. Yeah, you get over it uh, yeah, more efficiently, won't you? Yeah, mm. Just mm. remember the bad times. Remember the bad times, yeah. that's it, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, when you've lost someone, you do get a lot of sympathy from people, which is lovely. Mm. And uh, there's a great tendency, you know, people say, you know, is there anything I can do, really? Mm. You get that a lot, you, you know. You do, yeah. And um, it's it's worth saying, well, yes, actually, I could do with somebody to empty the dishwasher for me. <laughs> yes. As I can't really be bothered. Yeah, or I fancy a massage. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, don't you have a holiday home in... Uh, yeah. In Bermuda, I, I, I could love a couple of weeks to top up my tan. Yeah, yeah and holiday somewhere warm, yeah. Just say yes. Not too warm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, have you got a grand? <laughs> I'll, a grand I'll take a grand off you. Yeah, that would I mean, be very helpful. I mean, they say anything. Do they mean anything? Do they mean yeah, anything? Yeah. Mean At the very least, you could get a pint of fag and a shag off them. <laughs> and there's your three stages sorted. That's three of them. That, yeah, six to go. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, very sad. Very sad. <laughs> very sad. <laughs> On to funerals. Um, I think the funeral is often thought of as the the point of acceptance of of, of a loss, isn't it? Perhaps closure. Uh, and, yeah. The start line for moving on, maybe. Um, and it's not, is it? It's not. I mean, it's not. It's certainly not the end of the morning, and it's probably not even the beginning of the end of the morning. Um, it is, though, as our friend Spider says, a great place to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, funerals are often the best party of the year, aren't, aren't they? they? Absolutely. Why do you think that is? I think, you know, well, there's a lot of booze, for a start. Yeah. Uh, and I think emotions are right at the surface, aren't they? Mm. Um, and, Everyone's uh, suddenly aware of their own mortality, They're perhaps. aware of their own mortality, yeah. and they're thinking of sprinkling their seed all over the world. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I haven't been to one like that. Uh, there's a definite edge to them, a sort of urgency, you might say. Mm. Um, one thing that occurred to me is that um, the more friends you make now, uh, the more funerals you can attend in the future. Yeah, that's, that's a just one math. Way looking, that's yeah, yeah. It's a very positive way of looking at friendship. <laughs> well, you mentioned that. I mean, Spider's theory was to make friends with people you don't even like. <laughs> that's so not a bad f- idea because you don't even get upset at the funeral. Exactly. You just wait and get you enjoy the finger buffet until everyone gets drunk and filthy. <laughs> yeah, the friends people who uh, you know like good about. food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or who've already bought a, f- a funeral plan. Good thinking. Well, I mean, I hope we've been on, have been of some help uh, <laughs> during this difficult period. Um, if you if you are coming to terms with uh, a recent loss, there there is plenty of help. In all seriousness, on coping with grief to be found on the internet. Um, just type into Google "coping with the loss of a husband or uh, a wife, mother or a grandparent, perhaps," and then click "I'm feeling lucky." 
news. It's news time. Yeah, if you hadn't already guessed. Um, first up, pub and beer news. Cell Cameras Beer Festival was returning to Kidbrook in May. Yes. Uh, at the Charlton Park Rugby Club, isn't it? Yes, in Kidbrook. Uh, it is in May, so we haven't got a date for it yet. Because although they've got a date, they've for got it, a date. For we, it, we can't yeah. remember, can't it remember that it. far ahead. We can't remember that far ahead. Um, we'll, we'll mention it in the next potty. Um, it will be available on the internet. Yes, it's on the internet somewhere, isn't it? Um, more urgently, the uh, the cam the um, cell camera cell camera branches of London mm. are presenting a cider and Perry festival. Really? That would be interesting, I think, because it would be. I imagine it'd be a slightly different crowd to uh, the beer festival, especially because so. it's at, in the students' union, isn't it? it? That's right. I was going to say it's in the student union at Goldsmiths in New Cross. Um, so it's unlikely to look like the Lord of the Rings extras tent. Yes, exactly. And for students, it's only one pound. So I imagine you'll be uh, working your NUS extra card. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Three pounds in for. Um, Normal people, older people. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, the 28th of April, Saturday, in the day. Don't get there in the evening, they'll have run out. Um, Deadly, our producer noted that uh, the Norfolk Brew House has created a new beer. Did you? Um, yes, yes, thanks yeah. for that, Deadly, yeah. It was to raise awareness for or of testicular cancer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to be down there anyway. You might as well count them. <laughs> so this beer is going to be sold and served in pubs across East Anglia, encouraging men to talk about this cancer and do regular checks of the area. Um, did you did you catch the name of the beer? Nutchecker. Yes, it's Nutchecker. <laughs> very good. Well, it's very good. Very good. well played. Well played, everyone at Norfolk Brewhouse. Um, I just wondered, in the spirit of getting men to talk about this cancer. And do the checks. Whether we should do a live check now? Okay. Um, well, you have you, you do mine. Yeah, get them on the t- <laughs> put them on the table. <laughs> get them on the table. I do remember you saying you you were worried um, whether it was normal for one of your testicles to hang a little bit lower than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we're already recycling the joke. Yeah. Um, and they do. To me, look very odd. <laughs> I'm going to put them away now. If you're going to be like that, they look like um, Charlotte potatoes covered in iron filings. <laughs> um, moving on swiftly. Get them off. Get them off the table. Put them away. Um, I, I'd rather live with testicular cancer than have you check mine. <laughs> No, you can't say that. You can't say that. No, you've got to let other men check your balls. Um, Moving swiftly on, German doctors have announced that beer is good for athletes. Fantastic. I knew it. I was wondering. This is wonderful news for us, isn't it? Because Mm. um, although we're not athletes, (laughs) we do like beer. Yes. Yeah, it turns out beer is isotonic. Reduces inflammation and respiratory infections mm-hmm. and is an all-round better, more efficient alternative to sugary sports drinks. Well, I've always felt that. Yeah, I mean, the Germans... I think that's because I'm a natural athlete, though. Yeah, well, there's, two, there's one of you trying to get out, too, <laughs> whatever the joke is. Um, <laughs> it helped the Germans do very well at the Winter Olympics, apparently. Mm. This one just gone, yeah. yeah. That's partly what they're putting it down to. There is one drawback. Uh-huh. It's got to be alcohol-free. Oh. The large print giveth, doesn't it? And the yeah. small print taketh away. Absolutely. It's one of those again. I mean, it, to me, it's uh, rendered the entire research... What's the word? Bollocks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not interesting. Although, I mean, it is better than a sugary drink. Even That's low true. alcohol. Than, yeah, I mean, I'd rather have it as a sugar. Brewdog I mean, have one, don't they? Um, Nanny Nan- State. Yeah. Great Good name. name for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> um well, Mrs. Rader bought uh, a six-pack of um, alcohol-free Heinekens the other day. What? Yeah, they're in the bottom of the fridge. And we came back from the pub, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple. Uh, they were jolly nice. And um, I said, should we have another one? 
She said, oh, go on then. She's like that. And uh, she said, they're quite strong though, aren't they, Heineken's? Can you check how, how strong they are? So I had a look on the tin. It was zero. <laughs> Was she playing a trick? <laughs> no, she wasn't. No, she... I said, babe, I said, we're going to live forever unless we watch out. Um, yeah, so um, that's beer is good for athletes, although the non-alcoholic type, unfortunately. Maybe we're not athletes then after all. It's possible, isn't it? Mm. It is possible. In On to sad news. Sad, and more sad news, yes. Heather in marketing mm. has left the building. Oh. Right, it was... Oh, it was, a, it was a shock, and we came completely totally. out of the blue. That's the, that's, uh, the most... I, I, I'm still stunned by it, as you can probably tell. I mean, yeah. her resignation text, <laughs> moving to Mexico in the morning. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. What did we do wrong? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> well, uh, she, she, she did leave a list. Uh, <laughs> we didn't yes. listen to a word she said for a no, start she did, she did mention that she said that you'd replied to one email in the last year oh did you do you actually open the emails from her no <laughs> there must you be one more than you though. Front. <laughs> uh yes yeah, so i met heather when she said she was leaving um mm. uh i thought i'd at least uh you know try and uh get her email password or, or something, um, and went for a pint around uh, Lambeth, North Lambeth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she had uh, been offered a job. She'd just moved out from a rubbish boyfriend to her brother's, yeah. and then she'd been offered a job in Mexico running a cafe bar. For fuck's sake. What's wrong with marketeering at Deserta? Yeah. It's uh, rude. And, you know, so she said yes with uh, no hesitation. Mm. Bugger off the next day. Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, and she did. I said, I did. You know, waving goodbye. Send us a nice picture from Mexico, won't you, Heather? Did you see it? I've seen the picture. Yeah, she's flipping us the bird. Yeah, rude. Absolutely rude. I mean, um, but best of luck, Heather. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of us at Deserta will miss you very much. Yeah, and there was a comment on Instagram, wasn't there? Sexy and feisty. Right. Said Jason about Heather. Heather. Oh, about Heather. Yeah. Not you. Oh. <laughs> you can hope. Living hope. Yeah. Good. Adios, Heather. Um, thanks for everything. Um, on another note, um, we are looking for a marketeer. Uh, <laughs> willing uh, yes. to work for booze and fags. Yeah, we don't quite know what they do. So if you wouldn't mind writing yeah. a job description, send it to us. <laughs> and uh, if we like but, it, yeah. you're in. <laughs> You had something to say about the Facebook data scandal. Well, Have yes, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, our data has been been sold, isn't, isn't it, all around the world? And and uh, we had a little piece uh, a couple of podcasts ago mm. that our friend Floyd, who um, had decided to abandon Facebook That's because he right. was sick of being spied on by uh, Zuckerberg, his missus, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever his name is, and. Um, and maybe he was right, you know. Uh, our, you know, our, our data has been used to get in Trump and to uh, get Brexit going. And um, but you know, if you look at the bigger picture, there was that wonderful video. I don't know if you saw it of a cat watching a horror film. It was, it was oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it, it is all the tracking, the data. They know what you're saying, who you're texting, what you're speaking to. Um, it is worth it for the cat videos. Yeah, in my it is. View. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah, uh, mostly roundabouts. Yes. Um, what else were we going to say in the news? Oh, yes, I, you had some. You had an interesting news item, didn't you? The, Did I? Yeah, the clocks had gone forward. Had <laughs> <laughs> you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you might say it's a slow news week. Yeah. But um, to us at Deserter, it's very important because the clocks going forward. Heralds the beginning of daylight drinking time. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. can you can finish work and still get a pint before dark. Yeah, yeah. there's much longer to sit outside the pub rather than inside. So you yeah. know it's, it it changes your life. Yeah. Um. And uh, really, daytime is wasted on us in the morning. Yeah, it's wasted on mornings. Absolutely wasted. On it. It's actually shifted towards the evening time. Um. One thing I wanted to bring. I, I couldn't believe that story when I heard. I still don't really know the details. But did you see that? Um, Donald Trump, the American president, 
has had a relationship with Stormzy. <laughs> okay, can you get your head round that? I mean, I'm, I'm not up to date with it because apparently Stormy, Storm, Stormy. Stormzy was on last night. Not Stormzy, Stormy. No, Stormy Storm, Daniel. No, Stormzy. Stormzy. <laughs> oh, he right. was on last night um, on CBS or something. <laughs> talking about a relationship he's had. Uh, I think you've got the wrong, wrong end of the um, carrot. Wrong, 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 wrong end of Trump's stick. What? It, it's a porn star, Stormy, Stormy, Stormy Daniel. Oh. Not Stormzy, no, no, no. I mean, it would be a great story for us. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps an exclusive I've got even. a whole bit here about Stormzy and Trump. I'm afraid you're going to have to <laughs> cut, cut that oh, section. for fuck's sake. I'm going to write <laughs> off that Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she she was she did say in her CBS interview, wherever it was, that she was threatened. You know, things are going to be bad for her if. Uh, right. I mean, how much worse can it get? She just slept with Donald Trump. Oh God, and Stormzy. <laughs> Threesome. <laughs> this is how rumours get started. <laughs> um, and finally, in this news section, I've got the latest on why we're addicted to our phones. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, um, don't know if you saw this, but, I mean, you may be aware that, you know, excessive phone use makes you depressed, anxious, narcissistic, lonely, and insecure. That's right. that's just fact. Okay. That's science. All right. Um, you don't have a phone, do you, Deadly? Not a smartphone. No. What's your excuse for being narcissistic and insecure? <laughs> it's all the telegrams. <laughs> the telegrams, the telegrams. <laughs> 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 uh, well, the initial addiction theory was along the lines of that the brain releases a shot of dopamine every time we get a notification on our phone. Mm. Yeah, I imagine that was true the first time you used it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think now we know clearly to be untrue, don't, mm. don't we? I mean, every time I get a notification on my phone, I think, oh, when the fuck are they going to leave me alone? Mm. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any um, notifications appear on my lock screen now. Mm, me um, neither. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think that that's been debunked, mm. uh, not by us just just then, but um, by other people. Yeah. Um, the, but there is a new theory um, that our phone use is actually driven by a fundamental evolutionary impulse to socialise with others. Right. That well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and not just socialise with others, but a, a need to be seen by others and watched other people's reaction mm. to us. Mm. Um, hence, half-life. Hence, yes, exactly. <laughs> hence all our scrolling through Twitter and Insta and Facebook and so on. Um, it's very interesting, isn't it? I think mm. uh, it's a, it, what, what it's essentially saying is that to, as a species, to survive, we need to socialise. Yeah. Uh, and this, this drive has made us successful. And um, It does course, explain thing, a lot, actually, because, yeah. you know, it's like it, it, you, you want to see people laugh. But some people need to see people outraged and yes. explains trolls as well as... Um... Indeed, indeed. And um, another e- aspect of uh, it being evolutionary is that evolution is very lazy, isn't it, like us, which is why we embrace it as a theory. Mm. Nothing to do with uh, it being correct or anything. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it, the phones make it easy to be social and see reactions, don't they? So mm. naturally we take it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. terrifying to think yeah, that those would be the to... part of the species that survive. Um, <laughs> so it could be that, uh, or it could just be for the football scores. Yeah, we do need the football scores. I mean, having a little box in your hand that gives you the football scores whenever you want them. That does it for me. Yeah. On to social media. Talking of phones and the social media. On to social media. This is the bit where we just uh, steal bits off the internet, isn't it? Mm, mm. Um, it's my favourite bit. It's really easy. Really easy. What's up first? Steve Nichol. Oh, Steve Nichol's diet? Mm. Oh, this is great. Yeah, did you see it? Um, Steve Nichols, the football player. Are you familiar with Steve Nichol? Liverpool. Uh, Ex Liverpool. Yeah, ex Scotland and Liverpool. Um, revealed his diet, his pre match day diet, mm-hmm. the, the, the day before match day. Yeah. He would have at noon sausage and mash. Nice. Don't know what's don't know what's, what's happened to breakfast. But yeah, you know, that's when he's it been. It wasn't out. a croissant. <laughs> if it was a croissant, he'd have extra butter on it. <laughs> noon he'd have sausage and mash, two thirty, two bags of crisps and a can of coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's only at two and a half hours after lunch. 
6pm, he'd have fish and chips and beans. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, you don't need anything extra with fish and chips, do you? Mushy I don't mind. Yeah, mushy mushy peas, peas, maybe, yeah. yeah. He made a clear point of it. And beans. Mm. It was a different clause. 9pm, um, he has a club sandwich, pot of tea, pint of Coke, and six bags of crisps. What? Wow. This is Steve Nichol, who won five First Division titles, three FA Cups, and a European Cup, and played at the World Cup with Scotland. I did see that he ate 14 bags of crisps at one sitting, and the only reason he stopped was because he ran out. <laughs> I mean, this is and it's normal for him to have eight in a day, quite clearly, so 14 is mm. nothing, really, mm. is it? No. Um, it does make me wonder if the key to, you know, catching City next season could be the humble potato crisp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at it, Jose. Yeah. Um, the Dutch girl, uh, uh, the um, mascot at the uh, Netherlands versus England game. Ooh. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Um, yeah, I posted a pic on it. Actually. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah before the game, the, the cameras uh, roll down the, the two sides, and they 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 have uh, eleven mascots as well as eleven players now. And the first one. This lovely little Dutch girl flicked the V's and stuck her tongue out of the camera. <laughs> and oh, uh, yeah, you stuck that up on uh, on our feed. And yeah. I was surprised by some of the responses we got. I mean, most people loved it. Um, but there were one or two that, um, that surprised me. Chris Page said, I guess everyone will smile and say, cheeky little thing. Call me old-fashioned, but I find it sad, disrespectful, and a poor reflection on her parents. Old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> at best. You asked for it, Chris. Yeah. At best, Chris. And it did divide yeah, people, fashioned. actually, um, into those that uh, worried about her parents. Yes. What <laughs> she those, might become. And those that were saying things like, that's what my daughter would do, or you know, if yeah, I had a daughter yeah. or something. Uh, you know, basically, do what makes you happy. As we covered. Make, yeah, exactly. I mean, and she is the only mascot that uh, anybody's spoken about in the last 30 years of televised true. international yeah. friendlies. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's going to become of this little girl's life. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, we've offered her the job of marketing at Deserter. Yeah. Stuff that up your jack, see. Yeah, we would do, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what she'd say. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Okay, um, are you familiar with a, a screenshot of um, some made-up English names that was doing the round last year um, based on... Uh, it's from a video game on the SNES called Fighting Baseball. No. Um, a Jap some poor Japanese guy obviously got the job of making up names that sound kind of English. Um, so he just got sat down and swapped a few letters around. <laughs> and he came up with things like Sleeve McDykel. Bob, Bobson Dugnut and Dwight Rorchigal. <laughs> In fact, I've got a little uh, thing I can play. Someone, someone um, got the actual baseball uh, announcer to announce the names. And here come our players. Sleeve McDykel, Willie Dustis, Hanson Sweeney, Jeremy Gry, Daryl Archidell, Scott Dorkew, Anatoly Smorin, Sean Burkott, Ray McScriff, Dean Wesry, Glenn Allen Mixon, Mike Truck, Mario McElwain, <laughs> Dwight Rochigal, Raul Chamberlain, Tim Sandale, Kevin O'Gilney, Carl Dandleton, Tony Smerrick, Mike Hernandez, Bobson Dugnut, and Todd Gonzalez. <laughs> Good old Todd Gonzalez. Sensational. <laughs> Um, well, the screenshot appears, um, reappears every now and again, but the other day it was reposted by at DiMario Nun, or Jonathan, keep it easy. Uh, <laughs> breaking news, he wrote. Here is a full list of big name resignations from the Labour Party just been leaked. This could well be the end for Corbyn. To which Edna's son responded, not like it's organised or anything. Oh, well, let's fill those roles with people who share the vision. To which Jonathan <laughs> couldn't re couldn't resist responding, Dustis, Sweeney, McDykel, Sernandez. To lose the original gang of four in one blow is very much coordinated. Trust me, this is a huge blow to Corbyn's authority. <laughs> Edna's son kept digging. I don't see why. They're gone now, so how is his authority weakened? 
Jonathan responded, these are the cogs of the Labour Party. Where will we find the next Mike truck or sleeve? (laughs) Edna's son suggested, nevertheless, they can be replaced. Jonathan said, the Labour Labour Party gets a figure like Todd Gonzalez working tirelessly under the radar once in a generation. And you think he can be replaced just like that? At which point... At Crook chips in, you're missing the main story here. If Todd Bonzales goes, you're losing the entire Northeast voter base. <laughs> <laughs> he single handedly kept the mining areas on board since before Blair. Toby Bennett chips in with a different tack. All men, of course. No surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulled up by Jonathan, though. Eh? Bobson Dugnut is a woman. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, says Toby. Wait. The woman behind the Dugnut reforms, outsourcing capital divestment on high to low risk ratio, ratio restructures that actually ended up undermining long term portfolio gains on female leadership retainment. Yeah, real diverse. <laughs> Wolf reminds us Bobson Dugnut was a great proponent of the single market and customs union, too. Tin pot chips in, no wonder he's off. She, says Kirsten Forster. <laughs> It's absolutely brilliant thread. Um, if you want to see that on Twitter, I just search for Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> marvellous, marvellous. Uh, one last social media item, a very quick one. Um, there's been a call recently to nationalise Facebook. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yes. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Um, great idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bethany Black um, tweeted. Yeah, let's take control of the memes of production. Oh, that is good. Very good. Well played, Bethany. Well played, Bethany. Um, well, that's all we've got time for, I think, this time around, I hope. <laughs> yeah, well, we hope it's been a comfort to anybody out there who's oh, yeah. recently experienced loss. Yes. That we accept it's unlikely. Yeah, we, we should actually point out, uh, we've been asked to point out, that we're not actual doctors or indeed professional counsellors. What else should we point out that we're not? Athletes. Yes, yes, uh, despite the speed at which we skip to the pub, we're not actual athletes. And uh, we're also not musicians. No, no, we're not. Though we are about to play the Deserter Pubcast theme live for your pleasure. Or otherwise. We'd like to thank Deadly Headley on knobs and drums. Yeah, uh, Dirty South completes the rhythm section on bass. You've heard of Sly and Robbie? Well, get a load of Dry and Blobby. <laughs> and we've got the Dulwich Raider completing us completing the trio on piano. Yes, indeed. Maestro! One, two, Your fathers, well, they must be disappointed with you. Yes, <laughs> immensely. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be a banker, and you're supposed to be a seaman. That's right. <laughs> Although the irony is, you play the stock market, and you look like Captain Birds. <laughs> <laughs>